0: but for everybody to be able to come in and engage mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. conversation without looking at the other end um, in a sense that devalues, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. devalues who they are as well, but creating those chances for collaborative conversation that builds and is moving more towards what I truly believe to be God's intended view of, of heaven on earth mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. all nations, all tribes and tongues have that value.
1: Let's begin, Blank like paper and pen. Stories to tell, battles to win, deep breath, and count to 10. Let's begin. Let's begin. let's begin, let's begin, let's begin, let's begin. What up folks? This is Leroy Barber, uh, the sit-up podcast, and uh great to be back to start our fall season. We have been on hiatus for the summer, uh, and like everybody else in the world, we have been dealing with the repercussions of COVID, and so it's taken us a little bit longer to get back. Of course, you know our producer Andrew Morgan, uh, and we are we're happy to be back, and we're looking forward to a great great fall season. Now. We are gonna start that fall season off. Uh, We are now on the campus of George Fox University. I'm sitting across from Dimitri Maddox, who is the Director of Intercultural Life here on the campus of George Fox University. Now, uh, what you need to know about this brother is, uh, one, he came here from Tennessee, but he's from the ATL, right? And those of you who know, know I love the ATL. Uh, Now, this is a brother who, from it, Atlanta, who is in Tennessee and is now living and working in Newburgh, Oregon at George Fox University. Welcome, bro. Thank you,
0: thank you, quite
1: the ship. <laughs> right, so, so, well look, first of all, man, introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how you got here, right? You, Cause that's, people are just gonna be interested. you introducing a black man from Atlanta at Newburgh right now, so tell us a little bit about yourself, man.
0: Well, yeah, a little bit about me. So I, like, um, Leroy just mentioned. I I moved here from Tennessee most recently. I was out there initially for school, studying at a small uh, liberal arts private school, Christian school out there, um, and then ended up getting hired uh, to work in residential life, work at the university for a minute, and had the chance uh, through, honestly, what God was doing in my life uh, in regards to um, understanding my identity and who I am, specifically as uh, all that's been taking place and coming to light mm-hmm, more than anything mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. last few years, um, just giving me the opportunities to explore and understanding of where my race and identity comes comes to uh, comes to terms with my faith. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, in the midst of that, had some opportunities to step into some DEI work at the university I was working at at mm-hmm, the time, mm-hmm. and then. Heard about this position out in Newburgh, was thinking that, oh, Newburgh's basically Portland because it's like right there. I'm used to the large metro uh-huh, areas, uh, but uh-huh. uh, moved out here, found out that is not the case. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's that, that 40 minutes makes a difference. Oh, so, yeah, oh, yeah. um, but honored to be out here and get the chance to um, what I do for my role, serving the students on campus celebrating the stories that they have and who they are, um, and just getting a chance to promote, promote uh, conversations about about belonging for students of color, about multicultural leadership, and what it looks like to to recognize the value that your voice and all our voices have in in, in navigating society today. Mm-hmm. So. It's a
1: little bit about me cool. cool 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 now so the way sit up podcast works is we got five we got five questions i'm gonna throw at you uh and uh first uh, the s in in uh in sit Up is for sports then there's innovation uh then there's theology then there's the ugly injustice and then public discourse so we're going to run through that real quick so so folks that know me know i, I i'm a big sports fan and so i gotta ask you like Who's your teams? I know you from the A, so we might might rub up a little bit here, but tell me a little bit about where sports fit in your life and who your teams are.
0: Yeah, so I think I'll start off just by calling out that I've noticed you wearing Cowboys gear from time to time, (laughs) and I'll I'll say this, my dad was a huge Cowboys fan, so I grew up around that, but growing up in Atlanta, uh, especially like coming to, uh, starting to play football when Michael Vick was playing and uh-huh, everything. Uh-huh, um, that that Atlanta sports, uh, right. starting so, with the Falcons. Those so are all my Atlanta,
1: favorite. Dirty Birds, Braves. Yep. The
0: Braves, the Hawks. I mean, all basically right. you all could right. say I, I love the heartbreak of getting the hopes up <laughs> and then making it to like division championships and then it all just getting cut down. All right. Hopeful all that right. this is our year for baseball with mm-hmm, Braves.
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Alright, well I I will allow that. I'll allow that. You I mean you got good genes. Your dad was a Cowboys fan. You should have I mean, you should have followed along your dad in your dad's footsteps.
0: Uh when they're not playing my Hawk uh, my <laughs> Falcons, sometimes I cheer
1: for them. But. All right, all right, all right. All right. Our producer he ain't no he ain't no cowboys dude anyway oh, either. He you know, so yeah, he so you're you're in good company right now. No no All right, so um, the idea of innovation for, for us is what, how do you see um, you, it, within your work here with students of color um, in Newburgh, Oregon, and, and we'll get to kind of some of the stuff that's going on here. Um, well, how do you see innovation working? What, what new ideas, what ways in which you can uh, bring something new to this campus and to the students here? I think a couple things that have been coming to my mind
0: that have been kind of stirring up in my heart. Uh, One would be this idea of how are our students and um, specifically a lot of the students I get to work with out of uh, my building the Intercultural Resource Center, how are we not only taking the time to understand ourselves um, but understanding how um, the ways in which our voices have an impact on the society around us, right? And so what it looks like to to leverage the opportunities that we have to explore these conversations, these topics on, on uh university campus, and then going back into the community and finding ways to uh, promote conversations with some of the younger generations mm-hmm. as they're navigating these spaces and and preparing. And so um, just considering ways to better partner uh, w- uh, with the organizations and uh, schools around us. And in addition, um, as it relates to on, being on campus, just how are we, creating opportunities for, um, in a time where things really are seem to be heavily polarized, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. for creating depolarization techniques and, and essentially um, ways to um, not, don't get me wrong in saying like be everybody have necessarily needs to be on one side or the other, right. but for everybody to be able to come in and engage mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. conversation without looking at the other in, um in a sense that devalues, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. devalues who they are as well. Um, but creating those chances for, for um, I guess, how to say it, I've been, um, collaborative conversation that builds and is moving more towards um, what I truly believe to be God's intended view of of heaven on earth mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. all nations all tribes and tongues mm-hmm. have that value
1: um. that's cool man I like that I like the word you use collaborative conversations like what you're what you're having with students and what you want students to have within a community uh, and then you're working you you know you're not working with just students of color but majority um, as where your job sits um, that sounds I mean, that sounds cool, man. That, that would be quite innovative, right? Kind of like that would be a new deal. Like, hey, we're gonna have some collaborative conversations out in the community around us, um, in a community that we that needs it right now, right? So, so, so first of all, we know we know you're like. This this podcast gives some freedom to express and we know all opinions are not the opinions of the university in which you work and you're not representing them and they don't represent you all the time. Um, but this uh, the 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 T in sit-up stands for theology, right? And and how do you apply your theology here within your work? You work with students of color, you work in a Christian university that's majority white and has a history of that. How's your theology applied to, to someone else?
0: Yes. So I think uh, the way that my theology applies is really it starts with this foundation of um, an understanding that. In Genesis, it says God created man in his image. Mm -hmm. Um, And this idea of being made in the image of God and in light of that, having a sense of inherent worth and value that we possess as image bearers, Mm. uh, which is a phrase that I feel like I tend to use quite often. Uh Uh, Uh But I think that's the foundation from which my theology starts. And as it relates to getting the chance to gauge upon the eyes and the face of another individual, Mm -hmm. recognizing that that individual that I'm seeing has a semblance of God that they represent. Mm -hmm. Um, They're an example of uh, his creation, his creativity in the midst of it and so I think it starts from there Um, and then from there recognizing that um, there's an aspect to which we are all falling in need of a savior Mm -hmm. falling in Mm -hmm. need of a savior in the sense of like we all have learning Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. and we're in this constant process of learning and trying to figure out um, the ways in which we are um, called to live and make a difference in the world around us the purpose that we have Um, and so when I think about the work that I get to do, um, I think about this opportunity that I have to walk alongside students mm-hmm. um, who are trying to figure out who they are, the value that they have, the voice that they have, um, and recognize how that plays into the society around them, which I feel like is pretty consistent with stuff mm-hmm. i said earlier. So it's like, um, I think one of the things that uh, actually I got from going through and having a chance to help facilitate some conversations with the Be The Bridge curriculum from Mm -hmm. Latasha Morrison out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to Atlanta, shout out to Atlanta. Atlanta. (laughs) Atlanta. Um, But this idea of um, where it says in in Corinthians that uh, we're called to this ministry of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's both a a vertical reconciliation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? As we're r- being reconciled with with God. And I think it's a horizontal reconciliation, mm-hmm. which um, sometimes the term reconciliation having uh, some, some question marks around right, it, right, like, right, have right, we right, ever right. been together? And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. can we be reconciled? But for me, that looks like, if I believe that God is the creator and, and when sent into the world, that's part of the cause of division, then it's this idea of as we're reconciling with God Mm -hmm. and aligning our hearts with his, um, then this idea of coming together in the way that God intended Mm -hmm. is the reconciliation. Um, And so, yeah, that idea of um, the work that I get to do being a part of that ministry of helping others understand their voice in the greater conversation so that we can start building towards like recognizing the voice of others as well and creating um a truly reconciled with him um culture and society
1: So, all right, so um, let's move to the U, right? Uh, The U and Sit Up is the Ugly, right? And where's Injustice sitting? We're in Newburgh, Oregon, and uh, uh, you got here, you started here, what, July, June, July, right? And, and things broke loose in Newburgh, right? So uh, banning pride and Black Lives matter, matter flags in the schools for faculty and staff, and and then uh, some students playing a game called slave trade on their phones, trading their black uh, uh, student, you know, peers, and then a teacher coming to school in blackface, uh, right here, right in your backyard, right, and you hit the ground, and you got to now deal with a whole lot of ugly, right? Um, how has that been, man? You know, it was interesting
0: because I actually had, when all the this stuff first started, I hadn't, like I was missing some articles in the news at the time. So a friend of mine who actually lives in New York that I, I grew up with, uh, he sent me the first article and said, all right, it's time for you to move back East. <laughs> but um, It was wild because <laughs> to some extent, like, It was heartbreaking but also it felt all too familiar um, Mm -hmm. which is part of the heartbreaking side of it um, in a time where it seems like i mean it was already tough enough to uh, for i imagine our students in the high schools because this also um, was taking place in local school system not necessarily affecting fox uh, and where I work directly, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, the indirect effects yeah. still play a role in um, thinking about faculty members and, and people with siblings, and um, just the ways in which engaging in the greater community and seeing things.
1: Yeah. So you 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 hit on something, man, because um, Fox, you know, didn't you know start this right? It wasn't their students or anything like that, right? But you're dealing with. The shock waves, right? The the waves, the after effects of this stuff happening in the city around these students. Uh, I got to sit in on some of your work a few weeks ago. Um, after the, after the the teacher went to the public school with blackface, and 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 watch you listen to your, the students you're working with here on the campus. And man, I was I was blown away. Like I, I wrote I wrote notes of like the words I heard: hurt, pain, anger, ignorance. Uh, not surprised. We expected this. We're exhausted. This is annoying. I feel unheard. Um, uh, uh, it, this is embarrassing. You, you know, you, you, you work with white students here. One of the white students said, "This is embarrassing." A um, uh, uh, stubbornness, like, rate, like all of these words were coming out to you from students on your campus, right? Um, who are on a campus in a city that's going through all of this, and and you having to unpack all of that, man. That's, that's, that's quite ugly. Uh, and uh, kudos to you for, for the job you did. I, I watched you kind of walk through that without, without giving a university line and, and making students feel like they weren't unheard. You actually, um, you did a great job with that, man. So I, I don't know what, what other things have come from that.
0: Yeah, so the biggest goal for that moment, um, it was kind of twofold. It was one, Creating that space for students to be able to process just whatever whatever they're feeling, not feeling like they have to be in their dorm rooms or or in their apartments off campus and just kind of navigate it alone, mm-hmm. but to know, hey, there's a community here that wants to be a space where you can feel free to like know that the feelings, the sentiments that are welling up within you, like they're real and and that's okay mm-hmm. and that's valid mm-hmm. and um, a space to. Um, just to communicate that and let that out and release um, in the sense of sharing um, and being heard by others Uh and being in a space uh with uh people who understand um, and who are trying to understand uh, what you you may, a semblance of what you may be feeling. Um, And so that was part one of it. And then part two um, was really this essence of like, okay, as we call and acknowledge these things, how can, we, how can we still try uh, to find any sense of hope in knowing like that things may, the healing of society may not come tomorrow. And so where, one of the questions we threw out was um, asking the students like in the midst of it, if you feel like you have the ability to say at this time, like where are the spaces that you are finding hope? Um, and a lot of them, uh, the conversations that we got to hear were students talking about like, well there's hope in in some of the community uh that i've built so mm-hmm. friendships mm-hmm. um with others who are are like-minded that can serve as a, a foundation point that they can always come back to and know like mm-hmm. uh, they will be heard another um, set of students talked about this idea of like okay well rome wasn't built in day. the mm-hmm. civil rights mm-hmm. movement didn't happen like uh within just a, a split moment but it it took work and and in a lot of ways, um, where we're at now, um, is is leaps and bounds from where we would have been at, or what our our parents, our our grandparents, um, there for them they had to navigate. Um, and so hoping that there's there we are a part of the process of what's taking place, um, and kind of knowing that it there's a bigger picture that's kind of moving, but. All of that to say, like, they're still hurt. And I think the goal is letting them know that in the midst of that, like, we want to be a space in which students feel like they can just breathe, can, like, have uh, opportunities and and people around them that will let them, like, just breathe. (laughs)
1: man so so putting together this story man you you know you 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 jumped into this job you you know you you, you got this kind of vision of these courageous conversations happening you uh you, you 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 talking about like students being image bearers and 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 going out and doing this reconciliation work right uh and uh, I, and 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 in the midst of like a hotbed, right? That's like, I, that's outlining you right now, right? Uh, and you know, the P, this public discourse that we like to introduce is like, come on, man, you're a brother from Atlanta. Why are you in this town with all these white folks? Why are you at this Christian college, right? Um, that's, you know, it's, it's got decent diversity. It's 35, 40% diverse, right? Uh, which is cool, but man, you got to deal with Trump flags and all this other kind of stuff. Why are you doing this, man? Come on, bro. Like- Go 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 back to Atlanta. You you welcome. Your friend that wrote you. Come on home. And and then on the flip side, right? You got you got this you got this city and these people saying, look, why don't you just calm it down, assimilate these students in? Let's just learn. Don't bring up all this stuff, right? You got all of that happening in this discourse of the public. How you how you sitting in all of that, man?
0: Yeah. You know, honestly, I think it takes me back to one of the best pieces of advice that I ever received. Um, and when I first started getting involved in the work and it was that Dimitri, you can't be the only, only voice for the people of color. Like you can't be the only person doing the work. You have to one, know your limitations and know when you have to take a step back and, and be fed uh, in a lot of ways, receive your own nourishment. And two, like you have to recognize how you can lean on others and, and work alongside others doing the work. And so like, for me. I think one there is this sense of like, this is what God has been stirring up in my heart um, to get involved in. And I don't think that necessarily being at the forefront of conversations like this is the same sort of thing that everybody um, is called to in the same capacity. Mm-hmm. I think we're all called to this ministry of reconciliation, and mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a bigger conversation. But I think the um, the direct involvement, in what that looks like, can look different, and so. Um, you know, the support that I find in having the opportunities to engage with individuals like, like you and Ms. And Donna and, and having the chance to have other, other individuals who are doing this work in the area and, and advocates and allies mm-hmm. in on the campus as well um, that I know are, are checking in on me and uh, wanting to come alongside and figure out how we can best Work together um, to to do mm-hmm. this work mm-hmm. in a time mm-hmm. that uh, seems exhausting. That is kind of what kind of serves as as um, an empowering force. And I think on top of that, um, you know, there's just a, a true sense of um, you know. I, I think about in Esther, to some extent, where where Mordecai, uh, Esther's uncle, tells her, you know, um, if you don't say anything, like deliverance for the Jews, um, Mm -hmm. this oppressed people group at the time, it will come from somewhere Mm -hmm. else, but Mm -hmm. who's to say that God hasn't brought you here for such a time as this? Um, And I always want to be attentive to the ways in which God has brought me to a space um, and recognize how He wants uh, to use me in Mm -hmm. that space. Mm -hmm. And um, knowing that I'm not doing it alone, that it's the the community around me, it's the vertical relationship and the Holy Spirit that empowers me, mm-hmm. um, but being attentive to the ways in which like he's working. So if that has me here in Newburgh where um, it's maybe not as safe and maybe I'm not seeing as many brothers around walking mm-hmm. the streets as I'm used to in Atlanta, then like, hey, like I, I know that I'm not alone um, and that I'm here for a reason, a purpose. And who's to say that it's not for such
1: a time as this? Well, brother, thank you, man. Uh, We're with Dimitri Manox, brother from Atlanta. Uh, He's the director of intercultural life here at George Fox University in Newburgh, Oregon. Uh, Thanks for your time, man. And uh, uh, we're praying for you and praying for your work and praying for this this city that you're in. Appreciate you, man. This is Leroy Barber. This is the Sit-Up Podcast. Thanks for being with us. Let's begin. Live life like you know the clock's ticking. On your mark, get set, ready, let's begin. Let's begin, let's begin, let's begin, let's begin. Deep breath and count to ten, let's begin, let's begin, let's begin, let's begin. Deep breath and count to ten, let's begin. Let's begin, let's begin, let's begin.